Blessed one, welcome to Inspiring Word, a life-transforming encounter with the Word of God with Bishop Steve Asari. Bishop Steve Asari is the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, the Way Cathedral. Lighthouse Chapel International is part of the United Denomination, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Steve has a unique teaching gift and ministers powerfully under the anointing. Join us now on Inspiring Word with Bishop Steve O. Asari. Shamanized means there's anointing. And somebody is being anointed in this season. And this anointing is changing your life completely from today. Mr. We are important. I acknowledge two people. I didn't mention your name. Either I didn't see you or I didn't think that you were so important. So forgive me. If there's somebody else. Pardon? Alligator. <laughs> maybe I didn't see you or maybe I've forgotten your name. So don't be angry with me. Wow. It's a Shemenize Shemenize Thanksgiving. A Radis Raungo. Amen. Or Sasan. Amen. Or you're a completely different person. Amen. Your future is very different from your past. Amen. Prophesy. <laughs> wow. When they see you in the future. Mm. They will wonder whether you are the same person they knew in the past. Amen. Some of you, God is separating you from your home. Amen. Prophesy. And your family. And my family. Yeah, that's what God does. If he really wants to bless you, Mm. he separates you. That's why he called Abraham In Genesis chapter 12, he said, come out Mm. of your father's house. Wow. Out of your kindred. Mm. Out of your family. Out of your normal environment. Wow. To a place. And I will make you great. And I will make your name great. Mm. And you will be a blessing. A blessing. And anybody that blesses you will be blessed. And anyone that curses you will be cursed. This one will not happen in your father's house. Mm. It can only happen when you are taken away from your father's house. So the anointing on you is taken away from your father's house, Mm. from your kindred, from your family, from your brothers, from your sisters, from your normal, usual environment. So that the blessing of God will reach Mm. you. Lift up your hands and just commit yourself to the Lord. Lift up your, your voice to God this evening and let God show you his mercy and his kindness again today. Show me your mercy, Lord. Show me your kindness. 
Show me your love, God. Show me mercy. Show me mercy. Come my way, oh God, with your blessing, with your hand. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Let there be a touch of your hand tonight, oh God. Let there be a word that comes from from your presence to change, to transform, to renew, to make different today. Oh God, let my life never be the same after this. Let there be a special encounter with you that brings complete and total change, a new direction for my life, a new direction, a future that is directed by the oil and by the anointing of Jehovah. A future that is directed from heaven that as it is in heaven so it shall be. Somebody lift up your voice and pray because I sense the presence of the spirit in this place already. The presence of his power. The presence of his love. The presence of the oil is in this prayer already. And God is transforming. God is changing. God is strengthening somebody. You begin to run. And you run faster from here. Lift up your hands and pray. Something is happening already. Light of the world you step down into darkness. Open my eyes, let me see.
Somebody beauty, beauty that makes this heart adore you. Hope of the life spent with you. Lift your hands and say, Here I am, Lord. Here I am to worship. Here I am to bow Came to the earth. Humbly you came to the earth you created. All for our sake became poor. Just worship him and tell him that you are here to give your worship to him. Just receive our worship, Lord. I am to worship you, Lord. Here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down Here before I you, Jesus. To bow down. Here, Here I am to say that you're my God. You're all together lovely, all together worthy, all together Sing it again, here I am, Lord. Here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. All together lovely. All together worthy. You all together I'll never know. I'll never know how much it costs to see my sins upon the cross. Sing it, somebody, you will never know what the Lord has done for you, what it costs you to put your sin on the cross, your sin, and everything. That destroys you. He came to destroy it. That we might have life. 
Oh yes, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you. We bless you. Sit down. Wow. Genesis chapter 1. Shemenites. Do you want more shemen? How many want shemen? More shemen. In Genesis chapter 1, we see a very interesting description of a situation. He said, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Mm. Are you still here? Number two. And the earth, verse two, the earth was without form and void. Without form means shapeless. Didn't have any proper shape. It was amorphous. In shape. And the other description is that it was void. Void is what? Empty. Didn't have anything. Mm. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. Now, I saw a revelation in this scripture. And it's about life. Somebody is here. This is a good description of your life. It's without form. Anase, without formula. It's formless. Formulaless. What's your life about? You don't know what it is. You don't know. I'm just around. I don't know where I'm going, what I am doing, what I'm living for, what I'm achieving, what is working, what is not working. There's no form. And it is void, an empty life. Nothing is filling that life. You know, many people, they live and then they assess themselves. And then they say, what am I living for? What am I doing? That's why people fall into what we call midlife crisis. Because it comes to you at a certain age. Midlife is what? 35, 40, yes. Or they say life begins at 40. If your life is approaching 40, and then you begin to assess, so what is my life? And then people now begin to see this description. Formless, without form. It's void. If you see pastors who orangu, Normally, it's around that age. Uh -huh. 35, 40, 45. Yeah. And many of you are around that age. 
Matola makoshakataya. So maybe you have been going, working, you go and come every day. Then at a certain point, when you look at your life, say, so what am I doing? And what is life doing for me? And where am I going? What am I achieving? What do I have? And the sad, the other sad description is that there was darkness. So three unfortunate life circumstances. Number one is what? Number one is what? Without form, formless. Number two is what? Void, empty. You don't have nothing to show for life. You don't have nothing to show for ministry. Number three is what? Darkness is dark. Dark is hopeless. When it's dark, you can't see you can't see anything. It's all hopeless. When there's light, there's brightness, the, the, the light and the brightness. That brings hope. It stands for hope. You can see something. Yeah. If you are honest, you may see this description in your life. That I'm here. I don't see the form. The form is what the shape of my life. What is it about? What am I here for? What am I doing? It's empty. Gloomy. So darkness means it's gloomy. The future is gloomy. There's nothing you can see now that gives you hope for the future. Gloomy. But I have good news for you in the same verse. Look at that verse. He said, and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. So in the place of the emptiness, the voidness, the shapelessness, and the darkness, the spirit of God was operating in that place. And I don't know what is about your life and the description of your life. If you see yourself or you see the description that I'm giving and whatever the Bible is saying, remember the one thing is that the spirit of God is still moving Upon the face of that hopelessness. The spirit of God is there. Working in the midst of the voidness. And working on, 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 on the shapelessness of your life. Spirit of God is here. 
I said the spirit of God is here. You'll be like uh, 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 Jacob. He says that God was here and I knew it not because God is working on you. But look at the next scripture. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. I hear the voice of God speaking over somebody's life in this convention. The voice of God speaking over somebody's life in this convention. Because it's a shamanized program. Where the spirit of God is moving, touching, healing, shaping, filling, clearing the darkness and bringing light into your life. And so long as the spirit of God is present, the voice of God is speaking a new direction for your life. His voice is speaking a new direction for your life. His voice is giving a new direction for your life. Say amen. I've been in conventions like this. Somebody will hear something that I don't remember I said or I didn't say maybe. Or somebody has received clear direction. Somebody called me, come and uh, dedicate my house. Said that you were preaching and you said this, this, that, that. Then from that day, I went to look for land to start building. And this is the house. Come and dedicate it. Yeah. But I didn't go to the place. Thus saith the Lord. You should go to Chipontele and look for some land over there and begin to. No, 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 no. But God is ministering. The of God is moving over the face of the deep, the face of the waters, the face of the confusion, and the face of, of, of the darkness, and the face of the emptiness. And the voice of God is coming through and directing and shaping and giving light. In Luke 3, we see Jesus going for baptism. John put him in the water. And he came up. Luke 3, 20, verse 20. And the Bible describes, it said that, and the spirit of God came upon him, 22, in a bodily form like a dove. So the spirit was present working. The spirit is present working here. Yes, the spirit was present working. Came like a bodily form, in a bodily form, like a dove upon his head. Ladies and gentlemen, and what happened next? What happened next? And, and what happened next? A voice. What happened next? It's a voice. Whose voice is that? The voice of God comes through and speaks and said that this is my beloved son. Yeah. So that's why you must be somebody who is always craving for the presence, for the work, for the help of the Holy Spirit. If you don't understand, you are lost. If you have somebody who prays, the one thing you should be praying for all the time is pray for the Holy Ghost. 
Jesus said, if you being wicked know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your father in heaven give the Holy Ghost to them that ask? Not to them that know about him, but to them that ask. Because I see that every time God is doing some wonderful things, the spirit of God comes around like some surveillance or some something and comes to do some work around and prepares the way like that. And then when the way is prepared, you see the voice of God and it is bringing transformation. It is bringing creation. It is bringing um, hope. It's bringing light. It's bringing order. Is bringing everything that is missing. And tonight, I came to tell somebody here that by the Spirit and by the power of the Spirit, whatever is disorderly in your life, whatever is confusion in your life, whatever is, is darkness in your life, His presence, yes, His presence, His presence is stimulating a voice from heaven. His presence will be upon you and the voice from heaven will speak to you and order your life and bring you into the place of light. You will never walk in the darkness again. You will never walk in defeat again. You will not say that what is life about is useless, is hopeless. No, there's no hopelessness. you see it. Everyone that had done something great in life uh, by the spirit. Yes, even Jesus. His first, the first time we heard of him was going for the baptism. And then the spirit manifested in the baptism. And then from the baptism he went. And he was driven into the wilderness for the temptation. And the Bible says in Luke 4, 1, that he, was, he went into the wilderness full of the Holy Ghost. He was going for temptation, to be tempted by the devil. You are not filled with the spirit. That's why every little temptation you fall to it. Because what will make you able to withstand and overcome temptations is the presence of the spirit. That is why God didn't allow the devil to tempt Jesus until the spirit had come upon him in a bodily form like a dove. And his word has come to confirm that this one is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Yes. Then now you are ready to face Satan. Go. And he comes... From the temptation in verse 14 of chapter 4. In the power of the spirit. Now, tonight, shortly, is it raining? Why? Shortly, I'm sharing with you about the double portion. Somebody receiving double portion. Say double portion. The battle for the double portion of the anointing. You are not receiving a single portion. You are receiving double portion. Double portion. 
double anointing, double power, double of the spirit, more than you can carry, more than the share that was yours, that's what is given to you. Twice what is normal, you have it. Do you believe it? Do you believe in certain? Listen, it is only by the spirit that you'll be transformed. The earth would have been the way it was all this while without the spirit. Now, the, the title is the battle for the double portion. And my emphasis is on the battle. You have to fight. Do you see? You have to fight to be anointed. If you just sit down and think that one day something will come upon you and you begin to fly. It's not like that. You have to fight for it. Now, in um, the Bible, we read about Elisha. Do you remember him? Wow. Simple. In 2 Kings chapter 2, let me read from verse 1. And it came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. And Elijah said unto Elisha, tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. And uh, the sons of the prophets that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he said, Yeah, I know it. Hold ye your peace. And Elijah said unto him, Elisha, tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they came to Jericho. And the sons of the prophets that were at Jericho came to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he answered, Yeah, I know. I know it. Hold your peace. And Elijah said unto him, Tarry, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Jordan. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And they too went, and fifty men of the sons of the prophets went and stood to view afar off. And they too stood by the Jordan. And Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the waters. And they were divided hither and thither, so that two went over on dry ground. And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. Is that your prayer tonight? Put your hand on your head and pray that prayer. Let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. Are you saying it? Say it loud. Say it, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. Let a double portion of thy spirit 
be upon me. Let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. You are battling for the double portion. This guy was a clever guy. Huh? And before this time, Elijah had come and, you know, Elijah had run away from Jezebel. And God said, go back and anoint Elisha to be prophet in thy room. So he went back and met Elisha and took his mantle, mantle is his jacket, and then he threw it on him. That's the anointing, I believe. They said, hey, take it. You are the in charge now. But Elisha knew that this was not enough. Maybe some time ago, they laid hands on you and you started speaking in tongues. A certain mantle, so I'm okay. Now, there's more. I said there's more. Are you ready for more? Is there more? Elisha knew that, no, I've got the mantle, but that is not, you know, there's something else I must get to be able to walk in the shoes of Elijah and to be able to do the things that Elijah did. You are speaking in tongues, but that is not enough to take you to the place where God wants you to be and to do the things that God wants you to do. There are many people, God has anointed you to be pastors, to be prophets, to be something, to work in the church, to be ministry people. But you need to pursue further anointing. Even the disciples, one time in John 21, Jesus met them. No, John 20, after he rose from the dead, and, and uh, he came and uh, this guy, Thomas, wasn't there. He said, receive ye the spirit. That was the first time. But he commanded them to stay until, he said, tarry ye here in Jerusalem, until ye be endued with power from on high. And then we see in Acts chapter 2, when the spirit came and they were in the upper room, 2-4, he said, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. They spoke in other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance. So Jesus spoke and said, receive the spirit. You think that word was not serious? Yes, it was a serious word. If Jesus says receive, they would have received something but they had not received enough. There's another receiving. There's another endowment of power. But power You're okay. You are not okay. That's why you are weak. Yes, I said that's why you are weak. Yes, that's why you are weak. Double portion. Very good. So, now, it was only after that time that Peter began to preach. And the rest of the people began to preach. And they went to the 
temple and this guy who was lame from birth has been there and they, they looked, he looked at them ready to receive something and then Peter stood there and said that you are looking for money, eh? silver and gold have I not but what I have I'm giving to you in the name of Jesus rise up and begin to walk it is the anointing, it's only the anointing you are a Christian, even a pastor you can't lay hands on a sick person Bible says that they will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover that one cry you can't but it was after that then when they had done this mighty work there was a lot of persecution they caught them, they questioned them they beat them they warned them never to preach in this name Jesus again and so they went back to their own company and they told them what had happened in chapter 4 and they prayed in the place then verse 31 he said that in the place that they were gathered no, there was a tremor it was shaking and they were all somebody say all, all. how many of them all, all. so spirit anointing is not for a certain reverend or a certain shepherd or a certain man who says he's a pastor or you say a, a prophet or something it's for all they were all is the scripture that when they had prayed the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all and the chapter 2 verse 4 is also like that all the spirit is for all. The spirit is for you. Rise up and fight for your portion. Because it's a portion that is yours. Maybe it's a double portion that is yours. But you have just been sitting down. And you say that this anointing and spirit. Might be for some other people. That's why you are weak. That's why you are poor. Didn't you see yesterday. He said, after Saul had been anointed, he said, as you are going, you will meet some people. They are carrying some three kids and they have three loaves of bread and a bottle of wine and they will give you two loaves out of the three and you will do what? Receive it from them. It is only the anointing. When this Saul was walking around all over Israel looking for his donkeys or as nobody gave him anything. He never received any love. That's why when his servant said, let's go to the, the prophet said, we don't have anything. All our things are finished. Until there was oil on his head. He was anointed. He said, after the anointing, now when you go, somebody has three loaves and he'll give you two. And don't say, oh, it doesn't matter. You have to uh, just give me half. And I just say, uh, I'm going back home. So something, receive it. It is the anointing that makes you receive. And it is the anointing that makes people give to you. And it is when God opens people's hearts. Then they begin to give you. Then you are becoming rich. Yes. You, you, you have things. So... The anointing, so instead of chasing for money, 
you rather must be somebody whose eyes are red for anointing. I want double of faith because I know that it is the key to everything and it is the answer to everything. And once I have it, I'm a different person. Once I have it, I'm a different person. Once I have it, I'm a different person. Yes. He told him, as you go, they will meet you and they will salute you. Who salutes you? They will not salute you because of your uh, wasi results or because of your degree that you have or because of your PhD. I mean, how many people will salute you because you have PhD? But they will salute you because you are an anointed man. They can see the glory and the presence with you. And that is what makes them salute you. You become a great man. I said you become a great man. I said you become a great man. Yes. The pastor who is anointed and he's blessed. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's the Bible. Don't say that he has stolen your money. I don't know how much is your offering you give that has blessed him like that. But God is the one who blesses. God opens doors of blessing and then he gives to the anointed. The anointed. When the people of Israel were leaving Egypt, he said that go to their houses and take their money from them. They come, God has sent me here to receive your money. Oh, you are the one God said you should come. They collect all their gold and everything and all the work they had done for the year, they paid them plus end of service benefit plus S. Gracia plus uh, Snit. Everything. God knows how to pay. You remember the way he paid Jacob. Jacob had worked for Laban. He said, for ten, ten times you have changed my wages. When he said, I will pay you this. And the time comes, oh, no, no, I've changed it to that. Then the last moment when they agreed on something that should make Jacob poor because his portion was there. The what? The spotted cows and the speckled and the multicolored. Because they normally come white. So they signed an agreement that anything that is not pure white is yours. Then God did the miracle like that. Everything that they were born is speckled, is spotted, is multicolored, is speckled. It's potted. It's multicolored. Then one day, he said, I'm going away. And he gathered all the speckled and the spotted and the multicolored. Far more than Laban's this, he said, I'm off. Because all this is mine. It is only God who can move you to this level of life. When he anoints you and when he begins to make things work for you, it comes in series of miracles. Series. Yeah. So sit down. Let me show you some one, two, and we'll pray. There's shamanization again. Now, for the double portion, fighting for the double portion, you can see why is it a fight? It's a fight because all through the passage that we read, 
you can see Elijah trying to stop Elisha. He says, stay here. God has sent me to Gilgal. Stay here. God has sent me to Bethel. Tarry ye here. God has given me an assignment in Jericho. But each case, this guy will say, me, I will not stay. But the, it had happened to somebody before. I've forgotten the, uh, the text. But Elijah had made his own servant stay before Elisha came. Now, the first move, he said, tarry ye here. And I gave you the background that this is the person that God has specifically mentioned. That go back and anoint him to be prophet in your room. But he's just about to miss it. He said, God has sent me to Gilgal. So I'm giving you the symbolic meanings of the places that he said God um, has sent him. Now, Gilgal in the Bible is the place of circumcision. Somebody says circumcision. It symbolizes the pain of sacrifice. Cutting away of the flesh. The painful cutting away of the world. Painfully cutting away things that you love. So, this is very important. For you to get to the double portion, you have to move through Gilgal. And Gilgal is the place of the circumcision. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm. And Joshua, okay, Joshua made him sharp knives. At that time, the Lord said unto Joshua, chapter 5 of Joshua, the Lord said unto Joshua, make these sharp knives and circumcise again the children of Israel the second time. And Joshua made him sharp knives and circumcised the children of Israel at the hill of four skins. And this is the cause why Joshua did circumcise all the people that came out of Egypt for the, that were mills, even all the men of war died in the wilderness, okay? So this is, let me engage you from the end. The people came up out of Jordan on the 10th day of the first month and encamped in Gilgal in the east of Jericho. That's Joshua 4.19. So they were in Gilgal when he said, make sharp knives. What do you think he used to make the knife? Hmm? Stones. Yeah. So he made sharp knives out of the stones that were there. I don't think there were metals around at the time or um, scissors or um, now, what do they do? Circumcision, what do they do? Huh? 
What? Plastic. Plastic bell. Yes. A certain ring. Then later the skin falls off. So they don't really cut. I think the new methods are not very good. That's why a lot of the young men, when they marry, you see they don't have enough power. Kamavinga. I mean, I hear of <laughs> wanzamnization. That's the original one. Do you know wanzamnization? Which one do you know? Do you know circumcision? Are you circumcised? So now they have brought some new things here. And things like that. I mean, those days. And we have a lot of problems about young men who marry and they can't perform. Rita, is it not true? They run away. Not that they run, but... Me, I get surprised that you are a young man. You have married and like just say, why? Then yale na then yale. I think this robalization and is part of it. But if they do wanzamnization, that one you come and sit down. The wanzam will come with his knife. Yes, hold it like that. No, I kakra. Not the knife, not to so show power. Hmm? No, Into okikem is not just push power, no push power, no. So this man did sharp knives of stone and collected all the grown-up men and wanzamnized them. No uh, anesthesia. Anesthesia. <laughs> Direct. But the girl said that this one is not a problem. It's your problem. You have it even more than us. The cutting away, the pain. I mean, I witnessed one. One of my sons. My wife ran away. She's a nurse. So I thought that this one, she ran complete. Yes. And I was there watching her. That one is not this robberization and things. So the real cutting in the hospital. The blood. And yet one's um, a hospital one's um, <laughs> blood screaming. God, it's a hair. A thing is wild. That's a little child. But a man like you. That's, you are covering your things already. That's Joshua's job. So bow, say, you are tired there. Hey, a bloody place. No, I treat him for skin, no. Like that. No, I catch a servant, say, Koshapin, we in a fabra. Me treat him. It. But show. It's talking about things that you have to do away with before an anointing will come to you. And some of them are as painful as what we are describing that you girls don't understand. The girls, they say, burning is painful. But this one we are describing is wilder. 
And even there are people who have gone to boil. I said, was it painful? Oh, yeah, quite. So is it as painful as they said it was? Oh, no, it's not like that. So it's not as painful as you think it is. As I'm describing that, you see the boys will be at travel like this. So, are you there? Are you ready to be circumcised? You have to cut away your boyfriend. Are you there? Are you ready? The one who buys phones for you. Yes. The one who gave you the phone. You have to be able to give his phone back to him and tell him that I'm sorry. You are so good to me and everything, but where I am off to and what I'm doing, you cannot be in my life for me to receive this double portion. So let's just quit and say goodbye here in your tears. Because circumcision has to do with tears. You cry and then it's cut. Because if they don't cut it, it's a problem. It's not a problem. But we have, okay, in the Bible it's a problem. But in our society, it's a problem. But other places, they don't cut at all. Medically, it's a problem. Yeah, but those who don't cut, they are okay. I don't hear of any peculiar diseases in this country that I know that they don't cut. Do away with the drinking. I know somebody, a very nice anointed man, he has been working with us in the church for some time. The only reason why he can't push forward is drinking. But when you say drinking, you think that, oh, oh, we are in church, how does drinking come? There are people in the church, as I'm preaching now, your problem is drinking. Your problem is fornication. Are you listening to me? And all these young people here, you listen, because you make your face nice and sit in the church, but the filth in you, the filth and the wickedness, 14 years, you have had sex more than your mother. I mean, 21 years, it's not 14, it's 21. Yeah. I see, if you have all these things in your life, that's why you can't progress. Look, we are in the church. People are getting pregnant in the church all the time. Is that not so? And you say we shouldn't talk about this. I think it's Holy Ghost pregnancy, isn't it? That when it happens to you, say, well, we did it only once. We mean say once. So you, you have to cut this. Show. And cry. Because you love double portion anointing. Because that's what is going to make you a great person. Elisha came out and did 32 miracles. 16 more than what Elijah did. And you can see from the count of the miracles. That this guy received the double portion. I see you receiving a double portion. Everybody is exposed. Yes, there's nowhere safe. 
whether you are in Accra, whether you are in the village, whether you are in anywhere, you can have things in your life, but cut it off, cut it off, cut off the telephone, cut off the, that in here, then. Yeah, the WhatsApp, that thing in WhatsApp, the status, that you don't do quiet time. Oh, sorry, you are not watching phone. Then you are checking human being. This, this, that, that, what everybody is saying. That's why you are not spiritual. That's why there's no oil on your head. I can lay hands on you and pour oil, but you'll still be dry. Because the things you must cut off, you can't cut off. When was the last time you fasted on your own? And prayed that today I'm not eating. I'm fasting and I'm praying. Laziness is one of the things that you need to cut off. You sleep. Ah, your mother will wake you up. Cry, you will not wake up. Your room is like bola because you will not get up to come and clean your own room and the place where you stay. If somebody comes to your house and enters your kitchen, you say he has disgraced you. Yes, you're coming and seeing the place is a disgrace. Like I went somewhere and I entered the kitchen. The woman wasn't there. When she came, she just went to the husband. The husband had told her that we have gone around the house. So did, did Bishop go to the kitchen? Yeah, I went to the kitchen. Dirty. Hmm. Even if you cook food from here, it will smell. Yes. Gilgal is the place where the manna ceased. When they came out of Egypt, God was giving them manna to eat. God was spoon feeding them. God was pampering them. God was giving them everything that they needed. But at Gilgal, they went to do some work and got some corn to eat. And that day, the manna ceased. So for you to be anointed... You must get to the point where, so God told them that, look, this time you are not going to have any manna. You have to work on the land, like the way the Canaanites are working and the others are working, and cultivate food and eat. What does it mean to you? What it means to you is that the way you sleep until somebody comes to wake you up before you come to church, you will never be anointed. The day they don't put a bus down there, that day you don't go to church. The manna should cease for some people at this time. I feel sick when I see grown-ups who are sitting on buses and the bus must come before you go to church. If the bus doesn't come, there's no church for you on that day because today there was no bus. I have choristers who cannot pay and come here for rehearsal. And they say they are doing ministry. You can never be anointed as a chorister or as a singer. If you are not ready to cultivate some grain on the land and eat. And you will sit down and open your mouth for manna to fall from heaven. The manna has stopped. There's no manna. You will not use money to buy a book. To read. Now. Bible. We are Christian. We need Bible. You come to church. Empty hands. And now they are very And then as you are sitting down. You are just uh, talking around. And uh, gossiping. And whatever you are doing. And 
you don't even have a notebook to jot down in it. You just, look, your head is so empty. You can never be anointed because you come empty and you go empty. Oh, that's what happens in the church. You wonder whether these are, look, we go to church with Bible. We hold Bible. When you say, turn your Bible to this, we open Bible. If they give you a Bible now, and they ask you to open as simple as Exodus. You know, you, you know where Exodus is. Before we'll come to Leviticus. Before we'll say open uh, Daniel. Before we'll go to Joel. Before we'll go to Habakkuk. Even New Testament book. Open John. You will start from page one and you are looking for John. That's why you can't be anointed. You will not be anointed. Now. Rise up. Sit up. Steady. Flow in the word. Flow in the messages. Flow in the songs. Flow in everything that is there. Work on yourself and bring yourself up. Otherwise you will remain a child all the days of your life. You are a child pooping on yourself, weaving on yourself. They have to carry you and clean you and crocro you at every time. Is that not how many church members are? We have to crocro them. They said, they didn't visit me and I was sick and I'm not coming. And when I came, I should have sat here and they didn't make me sit there. And this, that, that. when I stood in the choir, I, mean, I always stand in the front. This time I said, I should go to the back. I'm angry. I won't come. You are a child. The man must seize with these things and grow up. So at, at a point, God told the people of Israel, it's time to grow up. As they were coming, they knew that this place is flowing with milk and honey. So when the manna, the bread was falling, he said, hey, you could do promised land, but milk and honey, a statistic flow, na bread is a drop every day there. Yes. Do you not remember that at a time they said, oh God, why do you give us only bread without meat? And God rained meat from heaven. There's nothing raining down from you for you. You got to sit up and work of your, on yourself. That's why you get D7. Oh, Pastor Man can't resolve. I'm telling you the reason. Yes. Today, somebody sent me a result. I erased it. Send the other one, the first one. And I'll send the announcement. I mean, erase it now. It's okay, it's good. But the first one was Bunyum. Yeah. Bunyum. Yes. I was trying to how do some permutations and better the person's aggregate. But Bunyum. I couldn't take anything from there. And I said, it's the same person who has done this in three years and has done this one in one year. 
Yes, I'm not trying to. How do you call it? Who results in Yanda Mekasa? But me preaching. Me preaching. D7, E8, F9. F9, there, A, Jimmy. Even C6. Oh, my idea, me, C6, C5, C6. When you C6, I six, I aggregate. I 36, I now they call. Yes, see, our time, A level, if you get C, you are very good. Very, very good. C, 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 aggregate nine. Ash. You won't get a school of admin, but you'll get a course. By all means, you'll get. By all means. C5, C6. Inti, brother, sister, sit up. Why? Sanye, you this time, ma. Don't sit down and say that it is over. It's not over. I'm telling you about somebody who in one year has changed all the, these things. Do it again. Don't sit down and say, I need Do it again. Lazy girl, do it again. Lazy boy, rise and do it again. Cut off the things you have to cut off. And now begin to cultivate the field and grow some grain and grow some something for yourself. And you, be, you will see that you are becoming a great person. Now, manna should fall. Manna has stopped. Start doing something. Okay, let me finish. The next place is called Bethel. Yes. Is it Bethel? What happened in Bethel? Bethel is the place for supernatural encounters. In Hallelujah. Is everybody here? Oh, it is well with your soul. God is anointing you for greater things. Yes. But force. Today's thing is about forcing. From the time of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffered violence and the violent take it by force. Yes. Your life will just pass dim because what you have break it sorry to do so force yourself. Elisha was forcing for the anointing. Force for the anointing. Even the anointing makes you an intelligent person. Jesus said that the spirit talking about it in John 14, he shall teach you all things. And bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said unto you. Yes. Anointing. Makes you intelligent. I always say that I didn't know this verse when I was a student. But if I knew that. Holy Ghost would teach me that then. I would have even done better than what I did. But you know it. Why? Yes. 
Nafi wa mauti papa. But pina nyeti boyu. Eye ni ha. Yeah. So in Genesis 28. Huh? Bethel. And Jacob. Okay. Jacob was moving on a journey. He got to the place and it was getting late. He took some stones and put his head on it to sleep. And he slept in the night and he dreamt. And there was a ladder, long one, from heaven to the earth. And he saw angels ascending and descending on it. And he said, wow, the Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. And when he woke up, he made certain pronouncement. Jacob rose up early in the morning and took the stone that he had put for his pillows and set it up for a pillar and poured oil upon the top of it. He shamanized the stone. How many want to shamanize your spirit? Shamanize your spirit. Shamanize the stone. And Jacob vowed a vow saying, if God will be with me and will keep me in the way that I go and give me bread to eat and remain to wear so that I come again to my father's house in peace. Then shall the Lord be my God. And this stone which I have set for a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that thou shalt give me, I will surely give the tenth unto thee. Genesis 28, 18, 22. So, Bethel is the house of God. When he saw the thing, he said, hey, this is none other but the house of God, the gate of heaven. And he made a vow and a commitment to the house of God. For you to be anointed, a time comes where you have to make a vow and a commitment to the house. Yeah. You have to make a vow. And a commitment. Some, some of you, it's your commitment. That's why you can be anointed. Today you are there. Tomorrow you are not there. Next time you are here. Next time, da, 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 that's it. I mean, the way you go and come, nothing great is coming out of you. For you to be anointed in the house, you need a commitment like Jacob did. And Jacob committed his tithe. He said, if God will look after me as I'm going and give me food to eat and raiment to wear and all these things, when I come back, everything that you give me, I'll give a tenth. You can't be anointed if you are not a tither. <laughs> it's a commitment to Bethel, the house of God. Bethel is the house. You chop your tithe in your mouth like that. You use it to make your hair and you say, God, anoint me. God is not a foolish person. He is also watching what you are doing. You are eating the tithe that is to be committed to the house of God. And you yourself, you are not committed. Your tithe is not committed. That is why you are dry. Empty. Void. Shapeless. Darkness. is covering you. Hopelessness. Hope. It's all gloomy and dark around you. It is time for you to commit. Next place is Jericho. Maybe. Hmm. 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 Wow. Jericho is the place of great victories. May God lead you to the place of great victories. 
God gave Israel one of the greatest victories and the most, the most, the most miraculous battles. He said, go around the wall that you cannot bring down. One, two, three, four, five, six days. On the seventh day, go around it. One, two, three, four, five, six times. On the seventh time, shout. And as they did, the whole world just flattened and they conquered Jericho. Somebody after this convention, you are going to meet a major miraculous victory in your life. Miraculous victory in your life. There was a wall of Jericho that could never come down. That could never be brought down. There was no way you could assess what is inside Jericho. They closed the door to you and told you that no, you can't come here. You are not part of this. You can't be here. You are not. Go away from here. But God is giving you a major victory in the same place which was world and there was no place. Now you are giving, you are getting that victory. Say I received the victory. Shut up big amen if you believe it. For us to be here and a church here is a major victory. Yes. There's nothing free to come here. I remember we came from down here. Is that not so? Came from down here. There's some land somewhere there. Issues. Even another church we are building in Brekusu. We bought the land in 2014. We have registered it at land. Our name, when you do search, is on. Now somebody has done some complication with lands and the matter is in court. The victory will be said that after everything, you point to the thing and say, this is it. This is what has been achieved. This is what has been. Just like we can point to this church and to this building, you'll be pointing to your victory and say, this is the achievement. This is the result. This is what has been done. This is what has been done. And that and that. That's what has been done. It will happen in your life. It will happen in your life. You'll be pointing to your own houses. You'll be pointing to the ministry that you have built. You'll be sent somewhere as a pastor and you go and build a big church over there. And then he said that what, when God sent me, this is what came out of it. All right. Now, the final place is Jordan. Hmm. The double portion in Jordan. Bring my passage back. Okay, Elijah said on the tarry here. Nah. Um, wow. Verse 9. And it came to pass when they were gone over the Elijah that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. When you follow God and pursue God, you get to a point where God will stop and say, brother, what do you want? Tell me, I want to do it for you now. 
You will serve God and you do things for God and work for God until God will stop and ask, what do you want? And make sure you say the right thing. Yeah, this woman who was always helping Elisha when he came around. Then Elisha asked the servant, what does he need? Let's do something. May that be the discussion in heaven, say, Akrawe, what does he need? Let's do something. Yeah, yeah, I want to do something for her. And then they are discussing in heaven, what does she need? What does he need? Yeah. What do you want? What do you want? If an angel stands before you and says that, what do you want? Say what do you want. I'm going to heaven and tell them and they'll bring it to you. Are you sure you said the right thing or you say some stupid thing? Huh? What do you think? Think about it carefully because it's what is on your heart. That's what you say. And many of us will say something. I'll be beside for a single room because you're... you're your landlord is sucking you from the single room that you have. So, God, I will need another single room somewhere there with the kiosk where I can come home. So, yeah, okay. Verse 10. And he said, Thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. You need alertness. Be alert. Are you alert? Hold your neighbor's neck and see whether they are alert. Neck, neck, yes, neck, neck. Whether they are alert. You need alertness at this time. And it came to pass as they went on and talked that, behold, there appeared a, ch- a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder. Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. Verse 12, and Elijah saw it and cried, my father, my father in the chariot of Israel. He said, if you see. One year, by the time anointing, never by no other. Oh, son, die. Why you Yes. Completely gone. And did they tell you? Something is about to happen, it happened here. So we are let now dear Nyaushano on Sabeka. But you will be a that too much. You mean yeah alert, whether in the day or in the night, to receive double portion from the Lord. When was the last time you stood awake or you were there for three hours by yourself and you were praying? Uh, today you are trying to pray and you had blaster go and you came out. That so if it wasn't for the match, you would have prayed today, I think so. It's true because me, I was somewhere inside and I had a hey, penalty, penalty, then I came out. <laughs> and that was the end of my life. But that penalty me met me Primary school now me a goalkeeper. Hey! We are late. We are closing. Elisha saw it and said, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more and he took hold of his own clothes and rent them in two pieces. And uh, he took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. Do you remember that? Elisha and Elijah went over the Jordan. Elijah did something and the water dried up and they walked through. Now he is there by himself. 
and he stand there. And he took the same mantle that Elijah had, which had fallen from him. And smote the waters and said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also had smitten either and either, and Elisha went over. I see you anointed. Look at how he announces the anointing. And yet, so, hey, la baba, like, Anka, after seeing of Elijah's gate, you know, the prophets are there, the people in the prophet school. They will be laughing and say, what's happened to him? Elijah called. I said, I am a dama and I say, Bibi. But the man announced himself with a major miracle of dividing waters. You are the next miracle worker that I can say. I said, you are the next miracle worker. They parted here and there. And Elijah went over. Look at verse 15. I love it. Hey, verse 15. And when the sons of the prophets which were to view at Jerusalem, do you remember those who were asking him, do you know that God is taking your master away today? You remember those guys? They were still there watching. It was a movie. When the sons of the prophets which were to view at Jericho saw him, they said, the spirit of Elijah doth rest on Elisha. And they came to meet him and bowed themselves to him to the ground. They all came and knelt down and were lying down on the floor. and said, hey, this is the new Elijah who has come. Hey! But is this not the guy that they were laughing at? I'm sure as they went behind the Jordan, they were there discussing that there's no boat to bring him here. And we'll see how he will get here. These are the sons of the prophet. The people in prophet school, they are supposed to be prophets. This Elisha was a farmer. The spirit of the Lord, of Elijah, that rest is now inside Elisha. Lift your hand. Double portion. Stand everybody. Lift your hand. Oh God, let these be vessels. Unto good works. Unto good works. Vessels. Vessels. Unto good works. Unto good works. Vessels unto good works. Vessels unto good works. I curse the spirit of the world. Jesus. I curse the spirit of the world. Jesus. And now I release, release on you yes. the double unction Professor. and the spirit of God. Even the, the anointing God. from the presence of God. Mm. As you step away from here, you Papa. are going with the anointing and the presence Kabbalah. that will be with you. Every evil and every sin Professor. that is connected to Kabbalah. your life Lapa. is cut off today in Jesus. In Jesus. Amen. Kabbalah. Every deception every and deception. every lie that you have been every following lie, of lie. the devil and you have been God devil Jesus. making you an agent of destruction Jesus. in the ministry Jesus. and in the house of God is cut out today in the name of Jesus. Amen. May you now begin to shine. Shine. 
as light. Prophesy. Let great men mm. and great women Prophesy. come out of this group. Prophesy. Let Prophesy. them always flourish and do flourish. Let their future be bright. Amen. Let their future be lighted by the light of oh, God. Oh, yes. As the voice went, let there be light. Let there be light. Let the light shine on Amen. them. Amen. And let the light shine on their path. Professor. And let the light shine on their future. Professor. And let the light shine. Professor. On their ministry. Shine. Shine. Let the light shine. You will never be that laughing stone. Oh, no. Because God is separating you separating me from the rest from the rest so that he can bless wow. you separating you separating so that he can bless hey. you separating you separation so that he can bless wow. you you are blessed and you are anointed for greater works greater works in Jesus name wow amen amen God bless you for listening we invite you to join us this Sunday Our Doxa service is at 7.45 a.m. and Victory service at 10 a.m. Our Victory prayer service is on Saturdays at 6 a.m. Like and subscribe to Bishop Steve Asari-DHMM on Facebook and YouTube and Lighthouse Chapel International-HQ. May God bless you and protect you. Angels cry, singing holy